It's a tough market, man. It's a like oh. the the indie game market now is is crazy. Yeah. And right, I mean, it's a good thing, right? Like, there's just more cool stuff, which is which is awesome. It's like the music industry now. Exactly, absolutely it's flooded. But there's so, there's so many great, so much great content out there. It's like, how do you pick and choose which one you go first? Which one you, uh, yeah, man, play first? It's hard. <laughs> it is very hard. Welcome, guys. My name is Kai Talty. I'm your host for the Indie World Order podcast. I'm here with Eric Preston. At what now, Eric? He is the developer for an amazing game called Tome Vault of the King. Very fun game, top down uh, dungeon crawler RPG game. Three characters you can choose from. I played it twice, hours on end, died a lot, but I had a lot of fun doing it. So, you want to introduce yourself, Eric? Hey, yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, my name's, uh, my name's Eric. Um, and uh, yeah, I work on a game called Vault top-down dungeon crawler uh, you control three characters a fighter thief and a wizard and it's heavily uh, action puzzle based so there's a good a good variety of of different things that you can do with each character and uh, yeah the objective of the game is to reach the end it's linear story based uh, fully voice acted and yeah working on it right now awesome I think the one thing I really loved about this game I think we talked earlier about this is like it felt familiar. Like it was like a Zelda dungeon crawler type game. And I love those puzzle type games that it wasn't too difficult to get through certain puzzles. I did die a lot. I died a lot at certain points where I felt like, okay, the tutorial is cool because some tutorials aren't that fun to go through. But this one's like that great voice acting. It talked you through what, you, what each person did or what they can do next. Get to a certain point where you have to figure it out on your own. Then hold your hand. So, like, how did you how did you uh, create such a good like puzzle system where it wasn't too difficult for those who you know are hardcore fans, or it wasn't too easy for those who were like looking for a little less of a challenge? Yeah. Um, uh, so one of the like one of the goals that I that I I set out to do with this game was to to teach the players the different mechanics and the different puzzles mm-hmm. with as little uh, as little hand holding as possible. Um, so a lot of that comes down to really introducing all of the concepts in, in their most simplest form. Uh, so like if you have to carry blocks to move blocks, just put one block in front of of the player first, let them learn it that way. So all of their attention is focused and then you can sort of like extrapolate from there and make it more complicated. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a huge, a huge part of what I was trying to achieve. So I'm glad it, again, I'm glad it came across that way. Yeah. And in terms of like balancing, a lot of it is just play testing and getting other people to play it, kind of figuring out uh, what, what stops people. And yeah. it usually comes down to like, what's your first impression? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so like when a new pe- when a new person plays it and I watch them, uh, that's the first thing I'm looking for is like, what do they get caught up on first and then fix it? Basically, so so when you when you're playtesting the game, how often did you die trying to you know? Because for me, I try to collect everything in a game. Like when I see like back like when I grew up playing like Mario and Sonic, I try to get all the rings, all the you know all the gems, everything. I try to get every single pot of gold in this game, every single one. And from between the lasers and the spikes and then, <laughs> like, how often did you die in this game trying to get everything or collecting certain items in the game? Oh yeah, yeah. You'll you'll die quite a bit, uh, and it's funny like that you, that you mentioned that because, um, the like I said, the game's linear. You can beat it, so I, I put a lot of like little things like that throughout the game where you can one hundred percent the different acts to unlock a bonus level and then unlock like bonus skins and stuff like that. So yeah, I really encourage 
finding all the pots. You have a dog with you who sniffs out secrets, so you can find all the secrets to unlock the uh, the secret ending for the dog. He has oh, nice. his own his, his own ending. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I put in a lot of a lot of stuff like that. But one of the things like I love collectibles and yes. I love you know, 100% in games, but like I have a threshold of like how far I'm willing to go. (laughs) So I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to make it so it's more accessible than some other games in terms of 100%ing. Like a normal human being can, can 100% this without investing too much time. Um, But yeah, you, you will die a lot. However, the levels are short enough that the the penalty for death uh, is not terribly frustrating. Right, like, or at least I hope it's not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at certain points it kind of was. It wasn't like a throw your controller against the wall and break it kind of frustrating. It was kind of like a oh, I should have seen that coming kind of frustrating. Like oh, I should have done this instead because you learn. Yeah. Like in any, any game that you can, like, I can play where I can just learn while I die, well, I'm not well, not getting too frustrated about you know how I died, then I can just play it. That's fine. That's how this was. There's a certain like level. I think it was the level with um, the two traps. I think you were the thief. And you go out there, mm-hmm. you go across the traps because he's fast as one. Try to disarm two of, of the traps and then go through the, like, spinning uh, spikes. That level, for some reason, took me, like, 25 minutes to finish. I, I kept dying at the, at the middle part of the spikes that were spinning on, on me. I didn't know they could put, pick up the item with – I forgot you pick up certain things because each character has their own, like, special ability. So I forgot that yeah. part, which is kind of cool. So you can pick it. So the knight, for example, can pick up the stone block, put it between the spikes, stop everything, and then the thief goes through with the wizard leading the light and lighting the way. So, who, yeah, who was your favorite totally. character in the game, though? Well, all these three. Um, they use the most. Actually, my my favorite character is the uh, fighter because I kind of I just like I like big brutish characters that yeah. you know block things with shields and and get down and dirty. Um, but uh, I also really like the thief just because the thief has the most speed. Uh, you get grappling hooks and other items with the thief that allow you better mobility. And that's just a lot of fun to play with. Like everyone loves running fast and yeah. flying around places. Um, so yeah, I would say the warrior thief and the the wizard is, is really fun because it's more puzzle based. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it has its abilities are more based around solving like magical puzzles and manipulating magic traps and runes and stuff like that. So, but yeah, I would say overall uh, the fighter is definitely my favorite for sure. And that's one of the things I want to do with the characters is give them each a very uh, a defined role. Mm-hmm. I didn't want any overlap because, you know, you, you play RPGs, et cetera. There's, sometimes there's a lot of overlap. Like a thief can can uh, fight with daggers. Yeah. Uh, the fighter can fight with a sword. But, but in Vault, I wanted to really be like the thief is for thieving, moving fast, disarming traps. The, the thief does not fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, the fighter fights and lifts heavy things. The fighter does not disarm traps, right. does not move fast. So I kind of wanted to keep them all in really in their own lane. That's so cool. Wait, so when, when you just said that just now, uh, so who's the voice actor in, the, in this? In this uh, well, who's a, the narrator in this game? Was that you? I do. I do all the voices. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, that sounded so familiar just now. I, l- I love how like <laughs> that's a cool that's a cool part of, a, of games where like the, the narrator can like kind of like bashing the narrator can, can just take you through the game without like taking you through the game. But it it, it feels like for me like if the voice actor is pretty powerful and pretty cool to listen to, I, I can easily go through the game. I don't care if I'm mad or not playing the game. I'll keep going through the game just to see what he says next. Just keep going through it. That's fine. Yeah, but, yeah, man, totally. Like 
a lot of indie games, um, they have a lot of dialogue, so they 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 might opt out of voice acting. Mm-hmm. But one thing I noticed early on was like players would just skip dialogue and not yes. read it. Exactly. You're missing the story. But at least with voice acting, um, you can skip the dialogue and the voice kind of continues on mm-hmm. in Vault. So y- you can y- you can skip the reading if you don't want to do it, but still absorb the story. You know what I mean exactly. through the through the audio. Exactly, which is important to me. I, I mean, it's it's really a story about these three characters making their way through a vault and kind of unraveling this mystery as you go. So I didn't want anything to get missed. Right. So these three characters are they are they based on anything like from like lore or like um, anything like you, from your past experiences? Because I feel like in these kind of games that feel like story rich at the same time RPG. But the driving force of the game is like the story and who they are and what they can do and the mystery. Is there anything you base it upon? Like, like, well, there's, yeah, totally. Um, like these these three characters are sort of like an homage to to Dungeons and Dragons in okay. a sense. There we go. Um, I'm like heavily influenced by by Dungeons and Dragons. I've, I've played a lot of it, and I wanted to make a game that could evoke the feeling of a, a Dungeons and Dragons dungeon crawl. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to embrace like the tropey nature of a fighter, a thief, and a wizard. Like it's used everywhere. We've it's been around for years, but I really just wanted to to like I said, kind of make a a game that's object that's just about that. I'm not trying to you know I'm not trying to to break new ground in terms of the those those uh, archetypes. I'm, I'm I'm embracing it and kind of like pushing it as far as it can go in in that direction. Okay. So yeah, I'd say like Dungeons and Dragons was a huge inspiration. So who, what kind of character were you when you played Dungeons and Dragons? Because I know I played D&D when I was in the junior high school. After school, yep. that was my main thing I did. And funny enough, like our, our English teacher, he would, he would be the one that set, set the whole game up. He'd be the, the dungeon master. He'd have his own like characters he actually created and drew and then he painted and brought to the classroom. So that was our whole like two, That's three awesome. hours of the work. Like, who, who, who was, you, who was your, your character? Mine was a wizard. I was a teacher. Yeah. Um, I, I love playing thieves because I really, I just love the, um, I just love, you know, thieving, like the idea of, of thieving in that type of universe where you're, you're being sneaky and you're stealing things and, and you're helping your, your party through spotting things soon. Um, you know what I mean? So people don't fall into traps, et cetera. I just find that really cool. It's like a utility role. Right. Or it can be at least. The support role, like, like if, if one guy's a fighter, one guy's like guy in the way, other guys like trying to th- figure out what, certain ways how to get around certain areas, so keep everyone yeah. alive. That's kind of cool. Totally. Yeah, that's, that's, what, yeah. The, that's what thief is, where the, the fighter is. True. Uh, I'll, yeah. So I'll go. Go ahead. Yeah. So that's why that's why I kind of like lean towards the thief, but I, I yeah I love utility type of type of stuff. Uh, I leave like heavy damage dealing to other people. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They do the heavy lifting, the you do the, the thinking. It's like brains yeah, and bronze. That's, right. that's what it is. It goes hand <laughs> yeah, in hand. That's, that's true. But what, one thing I saw was really cool in this game, like I really appreciated it, is like, I always say this, like, because a, a lot of roguelike games, a lot of dungeon crawler games, a lot of platformer games out there, a lot of them, right? It's like a lot of parody in, in, the, in the industry. Mm-hmm. But if someone can make the, their game unique in some way, shape or form, I appreciate it completely. RPG games, a lot of them out there. One thing that was cool mm-hmm. is the upgrade system in the game where you're going through the game is taking through the game and you see these mice that have their own dialogue like oh we love gold we love gold and you give them gold to upgrade your, your like your armor upgrade your weapons upgrade different things that right there was kind of cool like what like how, how did you design that uh so upgrade system 
in the game. Well, it's funny because uh, like a lot of the the upgrades on your initial playthrough, some of them might seem um, not entirely useful. They will make the game easier. They'll mm-hmm. make you die less. Uh, they might make you, you know, kill enemies faster. But where the, the, those items really shine is on your second and third playthroughs. And when you start trying to 100% the game or you start trying to speed run the game, that's when a lot of those items and the items that you choose really come into play. Um, so I just wanted to make the items, the item system very simple and accessible, something that you can access quickly. And uh, I didn't want to make the builds, you know, too complicated because really the game is about uh, like the puzzles and your mechanical tr- control. Um, so yeah, trying to fit like trying to fit items in that in that framework was was an interesting challenge. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm glad it's I'm glad it's coming across. Yeah, it was really cool. And also, it was like to a certain point where it, I got the I think I had the the armor protection after like the second, mm-hmm. second or third run through. And I noticed one thing that was cool was that the game did focus on puzzles. Like, like it made you, the game made you think and how to use characters. Cause you can use different characters certain ways, but different ways to solve all the puzzles in the game, in the demo, which is, which I liked a lot. A lot of variation to solving puzzles. And the upgrade system didn't like make you OP. Cause you know, some people who are, some players, I, I'm guilty of this myself. I'm, I'm sure you have been where you play a game that's RPG focused or puzzle and you become so strong in the first like, Five levels, you're like, eh, why play anymore? But this yeah, one's man. like, it got you through enough to give you a second chance at certain, like, you fall through the pits, come back where you stand, and you keep going. Yep. So it gave you a little bit extra to get through certain difficult places. I like that a lot, though, the game. That was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because that's actually, like, a, a bit of a pet peeve of mine with games is where you start a game... You, you get to a point of power, and then, and then you're, in a, you're, in, you're in the loop, right? Yeah. And you can recognize the loop. Mm-hmm. And it's not really introducing much other than maybe new enemies or new environments. And that really bores me quickly. Yeah. So one of the things that I wanted to, or I set out to do with Vault is like always be introducing new mechanics the entire way through the game. So you're never settled into a loop that will sort of like allow you to get bored. Exactly. So it's, it, it leads to a very sort of like compact experience, but it's not an experience that will kind of like, you become a, a drudge or, or repetitious. Yeah. Or, or it becomes so difficult. It's like a pain to get through. Like, oh, this again is like a chore. Yeah. But it, it's totally. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's familiar. Each, each level is like familiar enough, but they get, they give you like a little bit of new challenge. Like I said, building blocks, like little new challenge here, the lasers, and another new challenge here, the, you know, the four block puzzle with the lasers that connect it. And another one where the spinning, um, you know, one set of spinning um, spikes and two sets, then four sets. It slowly gets you better and better and better the game, which I like that. So it's not like you go from like, oh, one spike and then here, go through a hundred spikes spinning in your in your face with flames yeah. and laser everywhere. Now good luck. Like it wasn't that's yeah, like trying that. for a smooth, a smooth difficulty curve all the way up. And that's yeah. all like through testing and stuff that I ironed that out. I tested a ton. I got a bunch of a bunch of close play testers that really helped me out a lot. They're great. Nice. They have lots of great suggestions. So yeah, we've we've been able to get the difficulty. I, f- I feel like a nice curve because I don't want it to be too easy either. Oh yeah, exactly. Where the people you are know. like, eh, that's boring. Next yeah. game. Cause it's, it's Challenge. So, we, we were talking about earlier, like there's so much noise in all the industries, but focusing on it's on this on the, in the gaming industry. Like if you do one thing that puts a player off, it's like it's, it's like almost over that person. You lost that player for, yeah. for good. So you got to keep yeah, them totally. interested long enough for they they beat the game, they finish it, they enjoy it, and tell others how cool your game was. Because word of mouth is strong. 
in this industry. That's for Absolutely. Sure. You know? Absolutely. And yeah, Vault is going to be a, sh- a short-ish game mm. because um, I really I really get frustrated with games that I don't beat. Yes. <laughs> and there's a lot of them that I have not beat. Right, how many games do you have <laughs> on, your, on your list, on your uh, oh backlog God. that's just like... You're, fin- oh, you're playing, but you're not, you haven't finished it yet. You're you're gonna finish yeah. it, quote unquote, but you haven't finished <laughs> it yet. Exactly. So, so many of those games. So with Vault, I just wanted to make a nice little bite-sized thing that you can you can finish. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't have to put a ton of hours, and you can say that was cool. Mm-hmm. I had fun with that. On to the next one because there's a lot of games. So Tons. It's like I want to respect your time. You know what I mean? I think it's not it's not the type of game you're gonna crank for for a hundred hours. Right. I feel like I feel like a lot of games out there are like that. Like I remember, I was um, I think I was on Twitter where I was t- talking to people in the indie game industry or just the gaming industry in general, um, fans and devs alike. Where I, I was, t- was someone who was equating like length of a game to the quality of the game, yeah, or the sales of the game to the quality of the game. Like I don't think so because I played games where like seven hours long, where I loved it to pieces, and somewhere like. 50 hours long open world game and I just couldn't, I couldn't finish it or it didn't catch my attention long enough to finish it. Or they try to fill in the fluff of the 50 hours with a bunch of uh, fetch missions. So like, yep. uh, what, what do you feel about like length of a game, creating to like the quality of the game? What, what do you feel about that? That, like, that whole question. Yeah. That's a, I love, I love that question because I like, I've battled with that question for a long time and like where I've kind of come where I've kind of settled on it is like, it really comes down to value perceived value by the person playing the game. If, if you offer them a short game for the right price, the right price point, and it's a fair, it's a fair price point for the, for the the length of game and this quality of the experience. I think it could be whatever length you want, as long as you get that relationship, right. Um, if you if you have a super super long game for eighty dollars, but it, there's no magic there, it's just like that's not very good value at the end of the day. Whereas you could have a like you said a short game, you know, six hours, you beat it, but you had a really really great experience. You feel fulfilled at the end, and and you and you paid a, a good affordable price for it. I feel like that's the best kind of experience. Exactly. Yeah. You know, one one where you feel fulfilled for for what you put into it. Right. I think it was more so about the journey. Like certain games I played for like 15 hours to where I, I thought at the end of it, like I don't want the journey to end. But it was so well told. They maximized every single like hour cutscene, voiceover, character, and developed everybody so much. We're like, that's so cool. I'm going to live in this world forever. And some of yeah. them, I'm like, am I done yet? Is, is it over yet? <laughs> yeah. Five more missions. Like fine. Let's do it. And just, just get it's over so, with and like I did it, guys. I beat the game. You were right. It was cool. Kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you just put in the time to to put in the time, right? Right. Rather than getting rather than getting carried through by your like your love of it. Exactly. Just want to finish it to finish it. That's what it and that's my whole thing is like with with games I have now, uh that I buy now, I buy more like more bite-sized, 10 hour or up to 10 hour, maybe dip into 15 hour games that I can actually finish in like a week or two because when you get more responsibilities, you get more, I don't call it old, I call it season, more season in life, then like it's it. harder to, you know, play the big Skyrims and the, you know, all the big, you know, out of world kind of games. It's just, it's so much content out there. So you can daunting, be, you man. Can it's sit daunting. There, right? Like, what's, what's some of the games like that you started but didn't finish? Like, what's one game you started and didn't finish? Oh, uh, well, the most recently, uh, Cyberpunk. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Great game. Yeah. 
liking it so far but again it's it's massive it's and huge. there's all these other games that i play like i've got my regulars that i go back to you know what i mean like the yeah. uh the, the free-to-play games that i play with my friends and then i'll play my the 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 titles like the the, the single player games and stuff like that um but like that's a game that i'll definitely take a chunk out of but like i'm probably not going to finish it to be honest yeah between all the stuff i play magic cards too and all that stuff so oh nice nice i've got i've got a lot of i got a lot of games on the go so that would probably be the most recent example for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, like you said, like games, little bite-sized games where you can get a flavor, like mm-hmm. a really nice quick meal. Yeah. I mean, to, to, to put the food metaphor to it. Exactly. And then move on to another one. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm liking that more and more these days too. Yes. So far I've finished like three different indie games over the Christmas break, between Christmas and Thanksgiving break. I'm like, Oh, I feel so accomplished. I beat him. Finally. Yeah. I did it. I got now, to tackle 600 more games on my, my Steam list, and I'm going to be good to go. I'll be accomplished <laughs> yeah, for, exactly. for life, which probably won't happen, but still, I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, you got to gotta work your way through. It'll happen one day. Slowly but surely. Aaron years old. But like, so for, for the, this game, though, uh, one thing I noticed, I, I liked a lot about the game, going back to this uh, Vault, Tomb of the King, is the lighting in the game. Was just, I, I don't know what it was, because like, it made everything, like the, the lighting and the music, it felt very mysterious. Mm-hmm. Like certain parts of the game were in the beginning when, when you're the thief, you're running through the traps and then you see a dark party. You switch to the wizard. He lights the way. And then you switch to the, an eye. He picks up the, the certain objects and finishes the puzzle. But then some places like you don't get that luxury of being the, the wizard and lighting the way. You have to light it just enough to know what's there and then run through with the wizard, with the, with the, the fighter. So that was yeah, kind of, that was kind totally. of cool. I liked how you played with the lighting. In this game a lot oh thanks man yeah that, that again like I'm, I'm glad you picked up on that because getting the lighting right was uh lighting is part of a lot of puzzles and like yeah. you said the uh one of the passive abilities for the wizard is that his 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 uh staff lights up the, the surroundings mm-hmm. so I, I try to like get a good lighting system uh where i can where you can use the wizard to light the way and then like you said you know you've got certain areas where you can't use the wizard there's one, there's one trap where there's, you know, you got the classic spikes coming out of the floor yeah, and um, it's completely dark. So you can switch to the wizard and see the obstacle, but you have to run across the spikes with the thief. And when you switch to the thief, you, you lose the light exactly. because you're only con- controlling one character at a time. So in that case, you got to kind of use your hearing so you can hear the spikes going up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, using the lighting to really like add to the puzzles and the atmosphere uh, was a huge part of it, and because it's pixel art and because it's top down, mm-hmm. the the lighting is like really soft. It's not classic uh, like pixel art lighting by right. any means. So that juxtaposition of like the soft lighting with the 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 harder edged pixel art, I think, kind of creates a cool a cool vibe or like a more unique kind of look. Yeah, it does. That's what, and, and when it's like really really dark in certain areas, and you see the and you hear it too, you hear the the sound, you hear the lasers coming out. When I, the first time I heard yeah. that, I was like, oh, crap, here we go. I, I kind of <laughs> knew it was, it was coming. I just heard a straight pierce. I'm like, that's probably something really scary. Let's go around the corner. And I see, cutting through the dark, there's like all these, these lasers going back and forth. And it's like, okay, something here for the wizard. Something here for the, for the fighter. How yeah. do I get through this thing? How I, that, I died in that part like at least four, like ten times. Just, just to let you know. So thank you for nice. punishing me and challenging <laughs> me enough to get through it. I didn't quit. I didn't quit. I kept going. I kept it. going. I'm like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> Even though, and pl- I, the reason why I died a lot of times too, again, I like collecting everything in games. So I try to get every single pot of gold 
and all the little you know corners here and there. Totally. It took me forever to get that one with the wizard. Yeah, like each level has each level has like the clay pots, which are fairly easy to get. Yes, but then in in each level there's there's the gold pot, which is like it's put put in a more challenging position. So, yeah, like if if you want to one hundred percent it, then. Uh, and yeah, you'll you'll die a little bit more getting to those to those those locations, and uh, it's not in the demo yet. But in the full game, like I said, you have a dog. Yeah. So as you're running through, when you get near a secret, the dog will bark. So that's oh, sort that's of cool. like an added thing to like to look out for when you're running through is listening for the dog bark when you're near a secret. Nice. So that kind of adds another like layer of collectible stuff that you can that you can pursue if you want. If you don't like secrets and you just want to play through, you mm -hmm. don't even have to engage that stuff. So right. It's kind of optional. That's cool. Multiple ways to play this game. That's, that's very cool. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah, exactly. A question, important question that I'm sure everyone wants to know. Can you pet the dog? Oh, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. There we go. Yeah, you uh, you just go up to it and you, and you hit the uh, interact key and, yes. and you pet it. And he has little hearts that comes out of his head and <laughs> he's happy. That's so cool. <laughs> I think in every any kind of game, any kind of game, like that's an animal, you have to, you have to pet it. Got to pet it. It's a it's a modern. I don't know, not a meme. It's a it's a staple nowadays. You got to be able to pet the dog. If, yep. if there's a a cat, you have to you have to put in the pet functionality. You have to. You can't just look at it and walk it's around. A and must. Like, okay. That's that's cute. yeah. What is it this? Nineteen ninety nine. Right. What is this? Microsoft ninety five? Come on. No way. Yeah. Come on, guys. Mike. There's a future. Sorry, flight simulator. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great game, by the way. It's the future of gaming. <laughs> it was. Apparently, the new one is crazy if you have a good video card. I, I played it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. It's flying over certain places where I, 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 I live, like in the LA area. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's pretty how, how detailed. And then they released a new detail patch for the game. So it makes it even more detailed. It's like, ah. Like I'm there. I can see my house. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I was a huge, I was a huge flight sim kind of guy back maybe ten years ago. So I gotta, I gotta get my rudder pedals out and the old joystick out it, and go for. A oh flight. yeah, the joystick. That's, I, that's the only way to play the game: the joystick or with like you know actual like uh, a wheel. You have to play with one of those two. Yeah, you have to. Oh man, yeah, flight wheel would be great. I would love that. That would be so good. But in, in this game. Oh, go, go ahead. I was going to say, maybe I'll put flight wheel support in uh, Vault. There we go. If you want to enter a challenge, <laughs> and if, if you're tired of beating the game, 100%ing it, speedrunning it, you can beat the game with the wheel. Just turn it and turn it. And to stop or change characters, just hit the pedal. There we go. You, yeah, unlock uh, flight simulator mode, Microsoft flight simulator mode. That would be awesome. Go the whole, the whole game with like a, a little mini plane, a <laughs> little biplane. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd that come from? That makes no sense. <laughs> it's like, it makes sense to put it in the game, so play it. Yeah, the okay? Red Baron unlocked. Exactly. If you do certain things, 100% <laughs> the game, then that's what you do. You run through the whole thing with a little biplane, avoiding all the, the, all the traps. Watch it happen. Watch it happen now. I would love that. <laughs> if, if you did that, if you did that and I played the game, like, you I did think it! I might. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> I think I might put in biplane mode. That would be awesome. I, I would please do it. Please do it. That'd be so awesome. Can't you can't die? It's just purely exploration. It just it, exactly just flying over every single L level. See what it looks like. Oh, that's cool. That's a cool puzzle. Bye. Just going through it. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> be Take it all in. I would love that. <laughs> so, are, are there any bosses in this game? I know there's a lot of puzzles in this game. Are there any yeah, like uh, puzzle bosses? 
Yeah, there's uh, there's going to be four bosses in the game. Um, boss fights are not like a huge uh, part of the game, but there's definitely four good meaty boss fights. Nice. Um, and the boss fights are more about moving the story forward. Okay. Um, so yeah, yeah, there'll be four four boss fights, maybe five. We'll see how it goes. Nice. And and, the- and yeah, the boss fights are really sort of like they mix up all your characters as well. So really Good. different stages taking advantage of the different abilities of, of each character. Nice. So does, does each character has like a have certain like advantage over a boss? Like if the wizard can do certain damage to a boss more so than the, the fighter can. Is that how it Yeah, works? totally. Okay. Yep. Yep. Totally different stages. You have to use the, the different characters and um, now you can only ever like damage a boss with the fighter. Okay. So it's usually the the other classes are sort of like dismantling the boss or setting up the boss in a way where the fighter can can do damage to it. Um, so using that type of mechanic quite a bit in the boss fights, um, but it, it, they're fun to design for that that type of boss fight because it's not just like doing damage and dodging projectiles. You're moving things around and um, you know activating things, and it, they're it's kind of like action puzzle. I would call it action puzzle platformer. So there's always that element of of puzzle with the action. Nice. Nice. Okay. Cause I, I, I really enjoy like, cause there's a certain point where you, when you get in your RPG, you're in your uh, upgrades in the RPG, you're figuring out certain puzzles and then you, you fight against the big boss. So it's like, okay, I have my armor. I know yep. how to get around. I think I'm ready for this fight. Yeah, so, man. Yeah. I love, I love a good boss fight. Yeah. I also hate a bad boss fight and there's lots of those. Yeah. Where it's too hard. We're trying to create. <laughs> Well, because usually, like, usually in a lot of games, like a boss fight will introduce new mechanics, right? Like, mm-hmm. or new new danger mechanics, I would call it. And sometimes games will introduce them in very frustrating ways that aren't clear. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I'm trying to do, or I, I've done with the bosses so far, is like... Y- the mechanics are sort of similar to what you've seen in the levels, but they, they have a twist with the boss. Okay. So as soon as you see them, you recognize what you need to do, but mm-hmm. in this context, it's slightly different. Um, one, uh, one of the games that does that really well that I've been playing re- recently is Mario's uh, Odyssey. The boss fights in that are, that are, game is fantastic. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's all they're a little on the easy side, but they're yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like and okay. yeah, it's, yeah, you beat it on the first or second try sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like you said, it's o- it's obvious what you need to do, um, but it's kind of a twist, which yes. I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, trying to trying to channel that a bit. Nice. I guess because uh, yeah, Mars Odyssey is one of those games where like it was challenging, but you saw where you needed to throw the hat and go this way and that way. But yep. getting to certain places, like okay, this would be a little bit of a task, but I was. I saw I, they they taught me how to do it the first three levels. I can do this. Just gotta keep trying. Totally. That's how that's how like I like this kind of this kind of game felt like that. It was like, oh, okay, you show me how to do this with this with this character, that character, that character. And now I can see how all three of them they need to use with their specialty is to do one puzzle. I'm like, I got this. I learned. Yeah, and like do this. doing it without text, like I games that have to give you hints and stuff like that. Like yeah. that's that's cool and all, but yeah. I really wanted to make this an organic uh, teaching experience because mm-hmm. I was like I was a teacher for a few years. Oh, really? What'd you teach? Um, uh, I uh, sound design. Oh, nice. Okay. Audio and sound design because uh, my full time job is on a on a sound designer for uh, for video games actually. Oh, nice. But nice. Uh, so I taught that for you for years. So I really love teaching. So like one of the things I 
I, I, I have fun doing with vault is, is like, how can I teach this mechanic without saying a, a word? Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, so like I, you, there's only a very brief tutorial at the beginning of the game. And then after that, everything else is taught just through visuals and experimentation and, uh, and using like tropes is what I would call it. Yeah. Um, because, uh, Mark Rosewater, one of the designers for magic cards, he always talks about like the strength of, of using what people already know to teach them something. Right. Um, and he was talking at, when I watched his talk, he was talking about like this set called Innistrad where they had vampires and werewolves and stuff mm -hmm. in, in the uh, magic set. And he was saying, oh, well, everybody knows vampires suck blood, right? Right. So there were certain mechanics that they introduced that people sort of already knew how they worked just by them being vampires. So I kind of embraced tropes in that way and using things that people might have already seen in other places to, to teach things that, that kind of people already know just through having played video games. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So if, you, so if you, um, you've played certain like, you know, Dungeon Call games before and puzzle games before, like, okay, I don't need to retell you this or yep. treat it like you're a baby. Like, this is how you jump. This is how you move. Like, you know that. But here's yeah. a spin on it. Now try to figure it out on your own. Like, give, having enough, give enough, enough to the player where like they know how to use a character, yep. but not like babying in them and holding their hand through the experience. So they can figure Absolutely. it out on their own. That's a, cool, that's a really key part, part that I felt like this game did very well. Like, it was like, oh, awesome. okay, you're here now. I'm like, I'm, I'm here now. So I know how to do this. I know it's a difficult place to go through, but I've, get, I've had, I have the tools now enough so to get to this one part. Might be hard at first and was, that a lot, but then I got through yep. it. I'm like, oh, cool, did it. Yeah, and nice. you teach yourself and you, you sort of feel like fulfilled at the end because, because you learned it. You know what right. I mean? You, mm -hmm. you, learnt, you learnt something and you overcame the challenge without, without being babied too much. Or, exactly. Like how many times have, have we played games where you step in the fire and then it's like, oh, careful, fire's hot. It's like, well, yeah, yeah. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? I'll tell you that. Yeah. Breaking news. Yeah. Fire is hot. It burns you. Don't yeah, touch wow. it. <laughs> Don't touch that. Oh, you're losing health right now. Exactly. Like yeah. something pops Thanks, up. Like Ken. when you lose health, press this to get your health. It's like I can yeah. see that on the screen. <laughs> I mean, how many games have I played before? But yeah, food I, usually heals you. I'll I'll try eating the food. <laughs> like there's been some games that, that, that where I played where like I I know like I had to I could outwardly say like I know I yeah I, I get it. It's like some things you can explain the story to me. That's fine. You can explain like certain areas, like where to reach, where to go. Fine, cool. Show me where to go. But like, yep. tell me every single thing through a tutorial. That's why I said tutorials for me got to be like enough to explain to me what's going on. But just let me go around and try things on my own a little bit here and there. That's why I like and that's, about this. That's game. that's the fun, right? Is like yeah. where you get to try stuff and you get to learn. Like no one really wants to read a textbook when they're playing video games, right? Um. I mean, I love reading lore, but I don't want to read like how tos unless it's Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that. Oh my gosh. Then I'll figure out how to fly those planes. It's like an hour and a half. I mean, it's good though because it's like an hour and a half to two hours of like learning how to do things, how to turn, how to you know drop <laughs> your your wheels to land, how to land, where to land, you know what things mean on what dial. It's very in depth. Have but, you ever played Elite Dangerous? I have. Yes. I played like two years That's ago. That's one of the things I loved was like learning how to take off and fly and move and 
Like that was such a fun, rewarding part of that game. Yes. Because after you learn everything, like, okay, now I have all these things that I've learned. You try it on your own. You've crashed two times, whatever. But once you learn and how to kind of fly through the space, it's like, wow, I press this button. Automatically, I just press that button. Try this button. And then you're already flying. You're like, pretty much, it feels like you're flying through space. And VR makes it more, you know, more immersive. But that's, that's, that's a cool thing. I really love that in yeah. VR. Yeah. Oh, man. I would love it. My friend has that game on VR. I'm jealous. So it's, it's, different, it's like, like you try too. to try it on VR. It's a different experience, man. I'm like, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. The game alone is already cool. <laughs> Don't rub it in my face. I know. It's like, oh my gosh, like I'm in space. I'm like, I know. I want that one day, but if you can give me 300 bucks, I'll do it myself too. Okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just hand over the goggles. Just do it. That's fine. I mean, borrow it for like, you know, ever. And I give back to you before it's missed. I'm not stealing it from you. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm borrowing it before it's missed. That's the, that's the rule yeah. of the world. That's how it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those kind of games. Yeah, those kind of games that take hours. If they take hours and hours and hours, and make sense for them to take hours. I want to learn for hours how to fly a plane yeah. or fly, fly like a spaceship because that's what in real in real life. If you were a space, you know, if you were like a space cadet or if you were a pilot, you don't sit down for like ten minutes. Okay, I'm done. No, you got to no. learn every single thing about your plane yeah. to, to know. Don't crash this yeah. plane for you or the people on there on board. Don't do it. Put down your landing gear, man. When you're landing. Just got put it. down the gear. That's it. Flaps. Press, press the button. Get the flaps out. Right. <laughs> Brace your impacts. Boom. Put nice hard landing. You're good. Exactly. Decrease throttle. Don't overcorrect too much. Yeah, you, exactly. Yeah. That's you got to know all that stuff. And it's, it's but those are like those type of games are like immersion factories. Yes. Like I just just get lost. Yes. I love that style of game. Imagine playing that game in VR. Like playing flight simulator in VR, where you, everywhere you look is like it's the plane. That'd be the coolest thing in the world with high detail of like of graphics. Oh, that'd be beautiful. I would need I would need food within like reaching distance. Or just put an IV in at all That's all you need. Just put an IV in, keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't even need to eat. Who needs just, like chew gum? That's time for food. Exactly. Chew, like, yeah, get your favorite bubble gum or just put an yeah. IV in. That's all you need to do. And then play, yeah. put the uh, goggles on, you're good for at least five hours. Just get Leave that like uh Gum from Willy Wonka's factory that changes flavors. Yes. Well, the, the everlasting gobstoppers. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it's not gum. <laughs> I'm a huge nerd for that movie, by the way. I've seen it like 20 times in the past two years. It's great. It's massive. Wow, I'm surprised there hasn't been like a Willy Wonka style game yet made. Maybe there has. I'm sure there has been. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're, in a, you're in a candy factory. I don't know. You're trying to get lost. Try, or, just, or maybe it's an like open world factory. Just try different things. Do this, you know, blow up like a big balloon. You eat the blueberries, or you go on the chocolate river, or like, you know, knock some couple of things down, and you know, a bunch of gummies fall down. It'd be kind of fun. Like a big playground. That'd be cool. I'm sure. Yeah, Minecraft man. Has you just, and you can you can make different types of candy and experiment, sell it to people, improve your factory. That way, that wow, that'd be a good idea for a game. Candy factory. That'd be a great idea. A candy factory. Game. I know they have like arcade games and you know startup games, indie games. That'd be a cool game. Like you just create certain candies, you know, give it to people. If they want sweets, give them sweets. If they want sour, give them sour. Totally. Huh. Yeah, you see what sells, what doesn't. Yes. And some of them cause like horrible things, like people turning into <laughs> giant blueberries. That'd be awesome. Yeah, they come back. Look, look what you did to my daughter. I'm like, I'm sorry <laughs> that she ate. You know the uh, batch that was not supposed to go out into stores. Great. Yeah. Let's try this okay, again. It was, the, it was the beta version. Yeah, it was the the beta gum drop. Exactly. It says right on on the wrapper, <laughs> in very small print, beta drop <laughs> only. 
This is early access yeah. candy bar. Don't eat it. Don't sue us if you eat it. If anything happens to you, yeah. I'm sorry. I might glitch out. Final fail. Yeah. It's okay. It's an early access on it. Sorry. It's not full release. That'd be kind of cool. I would love that kind of game. I think we got something. Yeah. I would love it. I'd love to be a consultant on that game for you, with you, you and I, 50-50. be great. I would love Done. it. I would, I would love it. Sign the contract right now. Boom. Signed. Microsoft Candy Factory Simulator. <laughs> we're flying not even by Microsoft. No, not even yeah. by Microsoft. It's like, <laughs> why would you put the name on it? It's because, guys, just don't shut up. Just play yeah. the game. That's why. You know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and of course, in that game, like in any game you make in the future, it has to have a biplane or some kind of like 757 plane simulator where you can fly around the whole shop. Just fly it. Why? That's like the vanity shot. Like after you've done a lot of work, like you can take the biplane around. Yes. And just fly and around. Ch- and check out what you've made. Totally. Take a, take a look at that. Yeah. That right there is my factory for gummy bears. That right there is a river. That right there is a gumdrop station. Like all you're just flying over everything. Showing everyone yeah, what you've done. <laughs> that's where the uh, the kid got sucked up the chocolate pipe. <laughs> Augustus. Augustus, no. We don't talk about that. Oh, <laughs> That movie was morbid, that man. That traumatized me, man, oh as a kid. Oh, my God. God that was morbid. Like, is, is, uh, am I seeing this right? Is, are kids getting shrunken down to the size where they can't get bigger or the kids are blowing up where they can't get smaller or kid falls down like a, a bad egg shoot? Like, this is bad. They really want oh, to yeah. like kill kids off like one by one. Yeah, they're bad kids, like, but these are the time. Yeah. yeah. He's like, like, oh, oops, no. It was their fault. Oh, he darn. shouldn't have been drinking out of my death chocolate lake. Right. But you put it out. If you put his thing, this way, I, I, I kind of. It's funny, but it's not really funny. Is that if you put out this crazy, amazing can? What do kids like more than anything? Candy. If you put that out yeah. there as a playground for candy, where anything's edible, kids will start uh, drinking things and eating things. And if they get hurt in your factory, it's your problem. It's not their fault. That makes no sense. Gave them the golden ticket. Like yes. You were like, come to my factory. Here's a. Here's a ticket made of gold. Yes. Now come drink out of my out of this lake of doom. <laughs> and you fell in. You just sucked up. Like, but you just fall. Yeah. Like you're the one that put it out there. Like you put the trap yeah. down there, and he trapped him. You said it's his fault. He's a bad kid. But he was curious. Like <laughs> yeah. anyone was curious to eat candy in your store. And you're shutting your. Yeah, store I'm like I, I. Right now, today, I would drink out of the lake. Definitely. If, if some guys like that lake is made of chocolate. Sir, I'd be like, wow, I got to try this. Yeah. I'll try everything. Pull down like the big old gummy bears from the tree and eat them. Like I would try everything. You have to. Why wouldn't you? It's that's cur- the wisdom of as you get older. Like I would at least know to tie a rope around my waist and get someone to hold it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I don't trust this guy. <laughs> I'm still gonna drink it, but yeah. <laughs> I can't brip on command, so I'm like, just pull me down when I'm done. Right? Yeah. Fly high enough. If I hit the fan. It's on you, man. Just yeah. Saying. Exactly. <laughs> I, 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 don't know. I, I would love that to be a game. It has to be a game one day. It has to be a game one day. I think so that would cool. be great. I would love that. If anyone's listened this far in, yes. the idea is up for grabs. Yes. Make it. But at least give us 10%. At yeah. least. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. 10% each. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's not, that, that's not much. That's not much. No. Make a million dollars, we, you know, we can retire in the Bahamas. Make a, yeah, make our own chocolate factory. <laughs> With biplanes. With bi- yeah, yeah you Microsoft, cannot forget biplanes. <laughs> Microsoft Island. That's all it is. That's it. Like, why? Because. That's all you got to know is because it's important because. to us. 
You really don't need a reason. You don't need a reason. That's how it is. Okay? Just go with it. It's life. <laughs> exactly. So is, is this game coming out on all consoles or just like is it on, I know it's on Steam. Right? Is yeah, it's on it's on Steam. It'll be on Itch and Game Jolt for those who use that. Nice. Um so uh, my plan is uh, I'm going to start with a PC release first and then uh after the PC release depending on how things go, I would definitely port it to uh Switch first and then after that it would be like Xbox, PlayStation uh if things are still rocking and rolling after that. Nice. Yeah, PC, PC exclusive first. Okay. I do feel like this this game and a lot of the games too, like a top down game, indie games belong on the Switch. Like it's like I feel like the yes. Switch is like a great place to find and play indie games. I, I I have a lot of games, a lot of indie games, mostly on PC and Switch. Switch is a great format for that. Yeah, I love it. Perfect. I'm a fan this. of the Switch for yeah. sure. It's um because like I'm a I'm a solo developer on this game, so it really comes down to like mm. how much time do I have to to port this over. So right. starting starting with PC sort of like allows me to get it out there, make any patches you know that I might have to make mm-hmm. for for bugs or any exploits. Right, and then when when I bring it to Switch, it'll be like a super solid, uh, Switch level experience. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I don't want to I don't want to release things with with bugs or uh, or sub optimized um stuff right, <laughs> right exactly <laughs> i want to be like you know oh it's released so my hands are clean it's like but the game is pit pat bugged okay we'll patch it soon it's like no yeah it as close to perfect as possible there's always some bugs here and there in games it's their games it happens mm-hmm. but try to be at least as close and as great as possible so that the person playing it has a good experience for a while, if, if at all it's a bug, but for a while totally. and then it happens like, okay, crash this, whatever. That's fine. I grew up in a, I kind of grew up in a time where like a lot of the games that were released were fairly bug free. Like they were tested a lot. And, yes. But now there's quite a, now there's sort of like those games that are like, you can play it now, but it's really buggy. If you're really excited and you're hyped, yep, you can have access to it, but like be warned, bug town. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't want to do that. Nothing, nothing wrong with that, per se. It allows people to get their hands on it sooner. But I just want to release something that's uh, that's that's clean, right? You know what I mean? Exactly, or as clean as possible. I can't really play. This game looks really fun. From what I played, many hours in this game. Like I said, I played it. I played it six months ago. Played it now. Uh, last last night, last week. It's just it's a fun game. I want to know more about this. And I've seen like in, in the Instagram posts and different like itch posts and stuff. I've seen the dog walking behind the guy and they're solving puzzles together. Like, I want to see what happens in that portion of the game. So, you know, yeah, there's the- uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, there's like, there's like a, a, a storyline that evolves. You don't really, you don't really get a sense of it in the demo, but, mm-hmm. uh, but the, there is a, an arcing storyline that kind of brings it all together. So I'm, I hope, I hope that feeling that you have the full game will, will, will pay that off. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you'll get to really f- f- see kind of what happens to them. Nice, nice. And uh, you know when this game's gonna come out, release, or are you still working on the release um, date? It's, uh, I don't have an official release date, but I'm I'm aiming for this year. Okay. Um, it's looking good for a release this year. Um, and like I said, I want to release uh, a really solid product, a polished product. So um, yeah, I don't want to re- I don't want to give a release date yet because we all know how that goes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, delays, pushback. <laughs> it happens. Life. 
You know, especially yeah. 2020, things happen. So video yeah. games are hard to make, man. They they take a lot of work, and there's a lot of like unforeseen stuff. Uh, you turn a corner and you're like, oh yeah, there's all this stuff I have to do, mm-hmm. and oh, I forgot about all this stuff, and you change one thing and then two other things break and yep. you hit that mole and two other moles come up. Yep. <laughs> um, so it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always kind of like hesitant to give a, a straight date for that exact reason. Yeah, exactly. And you're a solo dev too. Like how many, how many years have you been working on this game for as a solo dev? Uh, I've been working on it for three years now. Wow. Um, and I'm not working on it full time. So I'm working on it part time basically. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, about three years. And um, at first, the you know, the, the, the first prototype came together pretty quick. But then after that, it's like, you got to work on more levels and, and really polishing stuff up and uh, play testing, which takes a long time. Um, but yeah, I, I wish I had more time to work on it. That's mm-hmm. one of the other things that kind of like pushes the release back. If I was working on it full time, then it would be out pretty soon. Yeah. But uh but yeah, I'm I'm not a full time solo dev yet. Okay, maybe one day. <laughs> you're working out. You also work as a sound designer, right, for Warframe, as well. Yep, yep. Yeah. That's my full time job. I'm a okay. sound designer on Warframe, so I'm lucky enough to to work in the in the game industry. Mm. Um, love Warframe. Love working on it. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been great as well. So very lucky to sort of like surround myself with the game industry. It's it's a great game. To, it's a great game to be a part of because Warframe is. A, I've sunk so many hours in that game over like the last three to five years. It's and it keeps evolving. Like I feel, I feel like the developers give like, spoil the their uh, audience over and over and over with a lot of cool free <laughs> DLC. Like this, when you think, okay, yeah. I've reached the end of this one season, I'm good. It's like, oh, I have three more armors, ten more weapons, oh, five more vast places to explore. I'm like, thank you. Now I got to yes. get back in the game. It's totally, dope. man. Let's go. Really, like, really passionate group of people who yes. just want to offer a cool, a really cool game. And like you said, it's come, it's come so far since it was, uh, it's, it was introduced. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, it's, it'll, it'll be cool to see where it goes in the future too, because there's so many possibilities. It's such a big playground, right? Yes. Yes. And especially with like the so, PS5 and Xbox One S. Like, what will it, will they do with the future consoles now? Yeah, they can do so much more. The new technology they have in hand, so I'm I'm excited to see what they do, especially on PC. I mean, PC is hand in hand with Xbox One S and PS5, but still, like I want to see what they do next because this game. Every time I, I jump into it, it's just I it's work on it, and I'm excited to see what they do. Nice. <laughs> any, any hints? Yeah, I'm always, what, what they're working on. No, I, I can't give anything away. Oh, My lips are sealed, Darn. but. Uh, okay. Yeah, some cool stuff. Nice. Some cool stuff in the pipes. <laughs> I believe you. It's always, it's always, every, every update they have is always fun. Always fun to play with friends. And just, or by Absolutely. yourself. Just like it's the way like the game moves. It's there. You can, you can sing a lot of hours in the game and not know it. That's how, that's how fun the game is. Yeah, the core loop is really solid. Yeah. Absolutely. The gunplay gun movement set feels great. Ah, so good. Um, yeah. I mean, that's really ultimately like if, if you can nail that like five second loop, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yep. And you've got a you've got a game. Yeah, definitely. They, they definitely nailed that from the beginning. I think that's one of the things that really like allowed Warframe to sort of spread its wings. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. It feels my, good to put your fingers on the keyboard. It does. Like, well, the my, my, my whole thing is like I'm I, 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 archery. Archery in the game is a good sword play. And like my my frame is is archery heavy sword. Like, like three different swords, four, four different bow and arrows and arrows. 
and I have like some like suspense where I can jump in the air and freeze and then just do my thing and go down and slide. And everything I do is, is so smooth. At one point, one of the coolest things I did when I was on stream, I just ran, I slid off a cliff, jumped, spit, spun, and boom, headshot someone with it with a bow and arrow. Freaking cool, Amazing. man. It was so satisfying. Everything, Action the movie. sound design, the, the music, everything was just so satisfying. Sprites, everything. I'm like, the, I, oh, I, yeah. I played for like five, six hours. Get those particles going. Oh, oh beautiful particle. The particle like the display was beautiful. Beautiful in that game. Yeah, it's, like you, it's like you could eat it. Exactly. It's like, it's like <laughs> chunky like that. Ow. It's so beautiful. It's like, it's like it, even, even the stealth kills too in that game, you make it feel like a ninja. Like I didn't know that yeah. was, was possible. It wasn't one of the updates. So I didn't know it was a possibility. I was like walking, like, can I do this? Let's try it. And I like I had like a stealth, like you know, <laughs> a, upgrade where like you couldn't hear any any footsteps. I was you know I was walking past, walking up to an enemy. He didn't see me at all. I took him. Boom! Animation done. I'm like whoa, one hit kill yeah. animation on a really strong yeah. enemy. That was awesome. Let's keep doing that. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's, let's do more that. of that. <laughs> so yeah, that game was it's just ah, so fun. So yeah, you're you're lucky to you're with great people. That's a great game, and now you have a great game coming out. Tome Evolve Tome of the King. It's so fantastic. Coming out in 2021. Hopefully soon. Or, no, what? No, take your time. Take your time. <laughs> hopefully soon, but I will take my time. Yes. Hopefully soon, that's but a, take that's, your time. Yeah, that, that's, that's perfect. Yes. Because I don't want to, anything rushed. And, and I don't want the game to be buggy. I want the game to be awesome, enjoyable. I want people to play it. I want people to enjoy it. If you haven't already, guys, make sure you play the demo. Do you know? Can you tell me where, where to get the demo or play the demo? Yeah, you can uh, you can go to the website www.bravethevault.com, and there's some links there to the Steam page, the Itch page, or the Game Jolt page. Or you could just go to any of those and search for uh, Vault Tomb of the King. Nice, awesome. And in your Twitter, you can play your Twitter too. too. Twitter, yeah, my Twitter. Yeah. Yep, Twitter is at Brave the Vault, and Instagram is also at Brave the Vault. I also have my uh, personal Twitter account, which is at WhatNowEric. So yeah, follow follow along if uh, if you want to be part of the journey or you want to support the game. I would really appreciate it. Awesome, game's great, fantastic, awesome conversation. Thanks for being here, part of the Indie World Order uh, podcast. IwaCon Digital Convention coming soon. Uh, we don't have a set date yet. It got pushed back because of you know 2020 and COVID. But hopefully we get we have a t- tons of great, awesome um, developers and indie games to show you guys, including this one. Uh, Vault Tomb of the King with Eric uh, Preston. Fantastic what they're planning right now. Can't say too much. Just know if you're an indie game fan or video game fan, you will love it. But that's it for today. It's been um, Indie World Order Podcast, guys. I've been Kytality. If you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Kytality, K-A-I-T-I-L-I-T-Y. Same with uh, Twitter. Same with Instagram. I'll be at a great time, guys. Thanks for the conversation. And I'll see you guys later from Indie World Order. Signing out.